0: Sometimes you gotta snitch. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute, because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Take your alligator, beige. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I'm your host, Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian, in the world I can't do the little head snap thing because I got attacked over the weekend, and we will get to that right at the beginning because I know that that's what some people want me to talk about. But more importantly, my co-host Snoopy Bijou is currently having a Whimsies alligator. That's right. I think she's actually messing with her Whimsies alligator right now. Why did I have to mess up Whimsies right at the beginning? I always mess up right at the beginning. Oh, also, I got this little arm thing for my mic. Um, it comes with like a pop filter too, but that was way too much and going to be in the way and I haven't figured out how I want to do this, but uh this is going to help out immensely because, um... You know, I was getting annoyed with having to hold it all the time, and this way I can use my hands and do whatever I have to do. Anyway, Whimsy's Alligators, is never to be sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, but we still give them a shout-out, and we still put our Amazon affiliates link for Whimsy's Alligators down below in the description box. So check out Whimsy's Alligators, or if you have to buy anything from Amazon, click that link and do it that way and, you know. I'll get a couple dollars for cheat day and, uh, You know, I, uh, Carla's homemade salsa before I go any further, Carla's homemade salsa is still coming through for me because like I told you guys, I was, I'm behaving myself. I'm really watching the way I eat, but I have upped my calories because like I told you guys last week, I was going a little bit too low on the calories. And so I decided to up those and I'm feeling way better. If you can't tell my skin is looking great. And that's because I have been drinking a lot of water, been staying away from the soda for the most part on cheat day. I will still have soda but outside of that i'm just being a good boy and carlos homemade salsa is really helping me out it always really helps me out when it comes to adding flavor and because it's all natural there's not a lot of preservatives or the other stuff or there's no preservative it's natural so you know it's salsa salsa as fresh as you can get it so um i i mentioned at the beginning I got attacked over the weekend and I do use the word attacked because here's the thing. I had shown up to the L.A. Comedy Club and I'm not really going to go into the full story because I already put it on Facebook and I typed it out in detail and it was a really long post that I typed up. And if you want to check that out, it's on my personal fan page, my personal page, as well as my fan page. So you can see it on both. And I shared it just so everybody would know what's going on with me. And because I really want to be open and clear about what it is that's happening with these particular situations. And I don't really think I'm going to have to address this a lot in the future, because I think that more and more people are just starting to get it with me. And I think this will also help people get a little more Um, I got attacked when I was at the LA Comedy Club I was there to do a guest set for Butch Bradley Gooch Brandon Goochon from Comp 92.3 who I've mentioned before on this podcast Um, and I'm not saying his full name to throw him under the bus but that's who it was and that's what it was and I'm not covering for anybody when it comes to that like at the beginning when I said sometimes you got a snitch really I don't feel like a snitch at all because it wasn't like we were in a caper together it wasn't like we had anything that we were doing where it was you know he and I in some kind of collaboration of any sort and for me when I walked in because I've been telling you guys the way that I'm thinking you know and the way that my Thinking has changed. My life has changed. And for a lot of people, it would seem that that's impossible to make the kind of change that I've made in the last four months. But what you also have to remember is I'm on day 98 of sobriety. I had the option last week to get high, you know, or do whatever I wanted to. Obviously, this is eight days after I met my goal of 90 days. But I've been feeling so good about the being sober and I feel like I'm really getting to know myself better, which may sound silly, but that's really the way I feel about everything. So with that being the way that I feel, I'm like, why would I mess this up by adding chemicals or even anything that's as natural as weed? Cause I'm not gonna go on some rant and I think weed is bad or whatever, I don't. If weed works for you, if that works for your system and the the way that you relax, then continue to do that. I personally have no feelings about that. I don't feel like that's a bad thing for everybody. But for me, I feel like right now, the best way for me to run is completely natural. Just let my brain do what it needs to do. Let myself think about the things uh, or think about things the way that I need to think about them and not add anything at all that I don't need or want right now. And so for me, things have changed so much since I mentioned him, which was four months ago, um, Gooch, that when I walked in and saw him I mentioned in the post that there were several things that were going through my mind when he like jumped in my face because what happened was I walked in and saw him and of course I take note because you know he's there and I'm there and I know that he might still be mad at me and Whatever but you know, I had other things on my mind and I was in a really good mood and I was in a really good place And I was supposed to go to the dirty at 1230 afterwards with Nick Guerra Nick Guerra was in town. He and Stephen Briggs came over to my place the night before we were hanging out We were being silly. We were having fun Stephen Briggs if you don't know him is one of my favorite people He's absolutely hilarious and not only hilarious, but he's just a good good spirit and a good energy and like He's so happy and so fun He was definitely picked up a lot as a baby. That's what I'll say about Stephen Briggs. Like, you know, he is so happy, so fun, so cute, and I love being around him. And so when he's around, there's a lot of laughing. And then Nick Guerra, there's a lot of laughing when Nick Guerra is around. So, I mean, like, I have two people around me that are really great just the night before and so they had mentioned wanting to go to the dirty at twelve thirty. Nick wasn't sure at that point if he was gonna be able to get a set or not, but he was like, "Let's go anyway, because we both have known Gabe. Gabe Lopez runs the dirty at twelve thirty. Him and his longtime girlfriend Tina have been right, and I'm friends with both of them. Been to their house, you know, like they consider me family. I will get to how I feel about them. I guess." Yeah, we'll continue to be family, but I'm gonna go ahead and talk about them because That did get on my nerves and I don't care how that's the thing like you have to understand And I think this does bother people about me is there is no consequence to anything I say I talk the way I talk I talk about the things that I talk about If you don't ever want me to repeat anything either tell me it's a secret a or don't tell me that because If you tell me something and I'm supposed to suffer or incur some kind of consequence because of it And I feel like talking about that on unbothered I'm going to talk about it on unbothered because that's what I do on unbothered. This is my therapy And I forget that sometimes people And my friend jen had to point this out to me the other day I went to brunch with my friend jen and uh, she had to remind me that because she's the same kind of person and she does her online thing, uh, Jen from the block. i given her a shout out before. I'll put one of her videos up here, you know, so you guys can check it out. But I like her a lot. And she said the same or said something to me that I always forget about, but I also know that a lot of times the people around us stay upset about certain things because they're, they hold on to things. They're stewing about things where we're the type that we just go online. We talk about whatever's bothering us and then it's just done for us. And that's the way I felt with the Gooch situation, you know, because I did talk about him uh, a couple episodes back. And I'm sure you guys remember he's the radio guy. Obviously, I mentioned that at the beginning. But he like, you know, was still holding on to some feelings. And so he was mad and jumped in my face. And I was in such a good space that at first it really... Didn't register for me the way that it was going down and it was only when he was screaming in my face and literally spitting on me Because he was that close to me and trying to spit on me if i'm being honest about it, you know when people start doing that to be insulting and to Goad you into fighting them because like Here's the thing when I walk in and I'm in a good mood and then the other person is not and then they jump in my face and they're saying stuff like, oh, I want to fuck you up so bad. I mean, literally, this is what I'm being told in my face. And like I said, it took a little bit for it to really register for me because in my head at first, you know, because I'll go to different places in my head while people are talking to me. I told you guys, even under the best circumstances, I don't pay the most attention to people. That's just the way it works. And I don't care who you are. And if you're angry with me, I pay even less attention because you know my I always pick up on energy and I've always been that way like that's why I'm good at doing stand-up because I can pick up on the collective energy of the room and I can tell who doesn't like me or who's whatever and I tune them out and that's the way my brain works right so for me like at first when he was talking about me talking to me about all these things or yelling in my face because he wasn't talking to me about anything he was screaming in my face spitting on me as he's talking and at first I was thinking, okay, I got to walk Bijou later. I got a picnic at, uh, up at the Rio. We got to go to dirty at 1230. And so these are the things that were going through my head initially when he's yelling at me. And I'm really not tripping off of him because I'm just like, if this guy wants to yell, then he wants to yell. But then he's talking about how much he wants to fuck me up. You know, like that's what he keeps saying over and over. And I don't know what you guys are like or what your experience in life has been. But I've been around a lot of fights and maybe I've been in a couple of them, you know? But like my thing has always been If somebody wants to fight you, they just hit you and set it off. They don't jump in your face and keep like blah, blah. Maybe they'll do a little bit of that. But usually quickly after that, especially if nobody's holding them back and nobody was holding him back, which is something I had a problem with as far as L.A. Comedy Club goes, and they're working to fix that situation. And we had a conversation about that. And I think we need to chat just a little bit more because I think there are certain things that I don't think that they fully understand when it comes to the way that that all played out and kind of what their culpability was in the way that that went down and kind of the culture that's being fostered over there when it comes to that kind of thing because nobody should feel like they have the right to do that in a professional space. And whether or not people think that comedy is fun and that's all we do is have fun, It's supposed to be a professional space. So if I go in as a professional comic to perform at a professional comedy club on a professional comics show, because Butch Bradley is one of the best resident headliners in Las Vegas, if not the best resident headliner when it comes to just straight up comedy, straight up stand up. Uh, And that's who invited me there. And so I know that had Butch been there, it would have been a much more safe environment for me. But if you have somebody there, whether that's Gooch or anybody else that thinks it's their job to be some sort of bulldog and make sure that certain people aren't there. It's like nobody hired you for that. That's not what you're there for, you know. And so I don't know why it is you've been led to believe that this is what your job is at this particular venue, When like I said nobody's hired you for that job and I don't say it just because of me I say it because he's done it with at least two other comedians There was one in particular that I was there for the aftermath of I didn't see it So I didn't know what had gone on and this is when we were still friendly But it was a comedian by the name of randall thompson, which i'm friends with randall thompson I think randall thompson is a cool guy. Um, you know, I Really like randall and that's no secret randall knows that we're friends obviously, you know, but um And I don't mean to just throw his name out there. So I guess maybe I should have checked with him. But everything I'm saying is true. And like I said, there's no consequence to any of this because it's all just the truth, you know. And so Gucci challenged him to a fight in the parking lot. And it's just like this is the way you act as a professional as you're supposed to be a professional comic like he ran the midnight show there the Friday night midnight show and now he doesn't have that show and it was because of the way that he behaved on Friday night like he ended up not only yelling in my face but eventually made actual contact with me and I will at some point probably well this is going to be done as far as this story goes so I guess if we when we go to court over it or if we have to go to court if he just does, doesn't you know, admit that he did it or plead to it and have it wrap up that way, then I guess I'll have to go into it in detail at that point. But it's not something that I really want to harp on. But that is the reason that my neck is sore is because he pushed my head really hard. And so like that happened. And it like it was just him trying to torment me and goad me into fighting him and I just was so not in that space and he was bringing up like Jimmy Kimmel's sister and me getting in my argument with her and then like like he brought up some story of this guy that used to do my web design for, well, that's a lie. He never did web design for me. We were supposed to do something in the vein of web design but he brought up this story like Gooch did and then he was like i bet you thought i didn't know that story did you you motherfucker and i like in my head i'm just like um yeah anybody that's listened to unbothered or listened to unbothered during that time knows that story i've talked about that story but the way he told the story was wrong and like it just audibly the only thing i said was that's not the way that story went you know and i mean like it was just a lot of him yelling and getting himself wound up to a point where he felt he had to make physical contact with me because I wouldn't give him the rise that he wanted. But that was for more than one reason, you know. Also, I could tell that's what he was trying to do, and he was just trying to get me in trouble because, obviously, if I fight him, if I strike him, even when he pushed me, you know, it's like— Um, A person can push you but then if you punch them, you're still the person that technically assaulted them or started the fight And so i'm not gonna be that guy and i've been around long enough to know that that's the way it works And me having all these tattoos and being as brown as I am I mean like right away the cops don't want to believe me anyway, it's bad enough I called the cops because I had to and I that's why I don't feel bad about calling the police because I'm gonna tell you people of color When it comes to that, and I'm not saying every white person is like this, because believe me, I know plenty of white people that aren't like this. But when it comes to that, there are a lot of white people that will get us into situations that we shouldn't be getting into and they'll make it look like we were the aggressors in the situation and we're the ones that get in trouble. So I will tell you guys, honestly, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I would rather be a snitch sleeping in my own bed than a badass sleeping in jail that night. I've got a dog to get home to. Your anger issues aren't my anger issues. We are not in the same space when it comes to that. And usually I ask that people don't send me messages that people have put up or posts that people have put up. But a friend of mine did send me a post that Gooch had put on Twitter, apparently shortly after this situation happened. And I would imagine it was in reference to me. But even though I usually don't like people to send me stuff like this, I didn't mind seeing this one because it gave me a little more insight and I can also help Gooch, to maybe not make this mistake again. Because what Gooch posted shortly after the incident on Twitter was making your enemies miserable always comes at the cost of your own happiness. It's never worth it. Well, I could have saved him the trouble because there was no way that he was ever going to make me miserable. You can't make me miserable. Misery comes from within. Misery doesn't come from the outside world. Misery comes from within. It's like I've been saying week after week now because it's been several weeks that I've been telling you that I'm living this way. It's like... It's not what people say or do to you. It's your reaction to these things that makes you feel a particular way. And no matter what he was going to do, he wasn't going to make me miserable. So right there, you're already fighting a losing battle. And yeah, it was at the cost of your own happiness because when I originally walked in, he was telling a story to somebody. I think it was Brandon Vestal he was telling the story to who was another comedian that I know from the road. And then all of a sudden and he seemed happy telling the story and then he sees me and that changes his whole attitude. And now he's the one that's miserable and yelling in my face. And like I told you guys, I wasn't feeling anything at first. It was only there were different points where I started to get annoyed when he was screaming in my face and like spitting on me, which like he better be careful for because that could also be considered a covid threat. And so if I was the right kind of Karen and I had really played up that part, that could have been a whole nother can of worms for him. You know, it's bad enough that he got cited by the police or, you know, I had to cite him through the police because of what happened. And then there were witnesses. So then that didn't bode well for him. And he was trying to turn it into this lie where he was saying that, you know, I had come in and started yelling at him and I had said nothing to him. And everybody, all the witnesses saw that too. And I haven't decided... Whether or not I'm going to pursue it all any further, you know, like because obviously criminally that's going to be like whatever it is. And I don't think it's much of a charge. It might be an infraction or whatever, not necessarily a misdemeanor, but I don't know that for sure. I'm not obviously a legal scholar, but um, I don't know because like my neck is stiff like it shouldn't be and I don't have any kind of pre-existing neck condition. So that shouldn't be the case. And, you know, it's like... It wasn't like that was something that I deserved because no matter how mad you are at me, because I would never tell anybody, well, you shouldn't feel anything about what it is I said four months ago because this is four months later, even though I personally think that that's not the most healthy way to handle your emotions because it's not like I've gone around talking about him over and over. It's not like I've talked about him on the podcast or referenced him constantly and it's this ongoing thing. For me, it was four months ago. So I wouldn't tell you not to feel however you feel, but at the same time, you don't have a right to put your hands on anybody and like i already said nobody hired you for security at that club and i was an invited guest and maybe you didn't know that but you didn't have to know that not everything has to be run by you you're not running anything you know and when you're trying to make another person miserable how evil is that that you're thinking is to make another person miserable and then he says making your enemies miserable well that's a difference between me and you and that's probably why our reactions are so much different You think of me as an enemy and I don't think of you at all. Like I, like I said, I registered that you were there just because I notice who's in the room when I walk in and I'm walking straight up to that table because Mike Krasner had addressed me as soon as I walked in because last week I made the Hacksaw Jim Duggan reference. And I do apologize to you guys. I fell asleep during the premiere Last week and I made it like three quarters of the way through but I literally just fell asleep and woke up with my phone in my hand because I was doing the um, The live chat from my phone And so I do apologize for that. I know I conversed with you guys, Melissa Merlot. I know I conversed with you quite a bit on that particular um, stream but like I um, I ended up falling asleep. And so Mike Krasner had sent me a text message about my hacksaw Jim Duggan reference and was telling me I was silly. And so like, you know, as soon as I walked in, he said that as soon as I walked in the door and there was nobody else there, you know, just the comedians and uh, the bartender and one of the security guys. And so I like immediately went to Mike so we could talk about that and be silly. And uh, like seeing Gooch right there to me is no big deal because it's like I said four months ago and I've been around a lot of people that don't necessarily care for me or that I don't necessarily care for. And it is what it is. You know, we're all professionals. We should be able to be in the same space as far as I go. And so I didn't think anything like of it. And, you know, so he posts that on Twitter. And then Jimmy Kimmel's sister is the first comment because, you know, my friend sent me the screenshot. And um, she's like, yeah, but sometimes an individual needs their face smashed in before they stop being an absolute piece of hot garbage. Okay, well, Jimmy Kimmel's sister, you got beat up on stage. And that hasn't stopped you from being the kind of friend that would give your friend this kind of bad advice like He's already said that trying to make his enemies, me in this case, miserable, has cost him some of his happiness. And instead of you being a good friend and saying something that would be good friend like, instead you encourage him to continue with this toxic behavior that he's already admitted has had a negative consequence for him whether that's emotionally financially I don't think it hurt him financially you know like as far as his relationship with the club or whatever like that but like obviously this had some kind of adverse effect on him so if it had an adverse effect on him that's not what a good friend would do even though you have your personal feelings about me and you feel like somebody should smash my face in which is a very adult way for a 50 year old mother of two to talk about something that she wasn't there for doesn't know how it went down and like i said she got beat up and that hasn't stopped her from being the terrible person that she clearly is and i am trying to be nicer but at the same time that is horrible person shit and i'm gonna tell you gooch as your friend because we were friends for 10 years about you know and we weren't besties but we were if we're both being honest, actual friends, we would see each other. We were very pleasant. We would hug every time we would see each other. There were times we would be at like parties like at Gabe and Tina's place and we would be away from the rest of the crowd and talk to each other. I know you're probably upset that I mentioned publicly that you had said the N word in front of me and I wasn't comfortable with that. And that's just what it was, you know, so I know that that's something that probably bothered you, but It bothered me when you said that in front of me because as I've said before, I don't care what anybody says. If they want to get a co-sign from one of their black friends, if you and your black friend are having that conversation in front of me, that's between you and your black friend and I don't care. That's for them to take up. But if they were to say, I don't necessarily appreciate that. I would be like, yeah, I can see how you wouldn't appreciate that. And I would have their back at that point. But if they're fine with it, I'm fine with it. But when you're doing it and it's just me and you in a green room, I do feel like, did I get invited to a rally that I didn't realize I was going to? And that's just the way I personally feel. And no person of color should be put in that particular position. And I do think... Uh, well, I don't think that Gooch is a true racist. Uh, at the same time, I do think he does have some issues with people of color where he feels that people of color are supposed to be at least somewhat subservient to him or that he's supposed to be able to pick who are the good people of color and who are the people of color that don't deserve to be in certain spaces which is the way like I say some white people feel like that's just what it is I think the way that he treated me should be very telling of the way he feels about people of color because He's done that with me. He's done that with the other two comics that were also people of color But you don't hear about him doing that with white comics or I haven't heard him doing that with white comics So why is it you think that when it comes to people of color that suddenly you get to be the deciding factor on where we can and can't be? So that's just something for him to examine and I would tell you that like I said, honestly, no matter what you do You're not gonna make me miserable. Like yeah, um, when this initially happened, I'm very resilient. So I went out right after and I'll get to that in just a second. But then there was a period, you know, in the last couple of days, because this happened Friday, this is now Wednesday where I did kind of get a little bit down for just a quick second. And I addressed this with Cindy via my online friend, Cindy via um, Instant Messenger, or maybe it was Instagram Messenger. I don't remember. It was one of the messengers. But like we were chatting a bit about it or I mentioned a bit about it where, you know, like there was a part of me That almost wanted to, it felt like I was on the cusp of slipping into a little bit of a depression. Not just because of Gooch, but because of other things that happened. Like when I went to Dirty at 12.30 and just the full combination of things. And then I did my regular strategy. And thank you, Cindy, for the message that you sent me. I know I just like put the heart back to it. But it was because like I felt like if I really went further into conversing about it that I might like trigger myself into feeling like it was more than it more than it was, like all the way around. And I did appreciate your words because you're right. I do always find a way of handling things in the best way for me. And that's what your message to me triggered was I was like, you know what? In these instances, I always say, That this is when you or I, and when I say you, I mean the general you, you or I, when you start to feel like maybe... A lot of people don't like you or whatever need to get out into the world. You need to get back to being around regular people. And I had been to brunch on Sunday and that was great. And, you know, I was there with my friend Jen, my friend Carlos. Uh, Carlos is a comedian and they treated me like family, you know, and it was a family. Well, it was her daughter's boyfriend's birthday. And so we, you know, went to eat at Lago in Bellagio. And it was really good and they treated me like family and it was a family atmosphere and it was really just the perfect thing I needed you know at the end of everything that had happened and I had been like you know going to the gym like I'm supposed to and doing everything like as far as that went but I had been outside of that kind of isolated from people and not around people so last night I woke up around midnight and I was like uh yeah, I just need to get out and be around people. And so I went to Champagne's, which is one of the open mics that's not too far from my place. And they start at midnight on Tuesdays. And so I stopped in and I knew that there was a chance there would be some comics there that didn't necessarily like me, but I just don't live my life that way. And I can't ever see myself actually doing that. I know that I'm not going to ever do that. And that's what was weird about the way this happened. It's like, after all I've been through in this business, because I was very honest with you guys about when I first started that occasionally people would try to bully me and there was that kind of stuff that would happen. But I never let that. And yeah, back then there were times when I would be like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this again, because, you know, when you're getting actually bullied, which is what Gooch tried to do the other night and what those comics tried to do in the beginning like you do feel like oh, I don't know if I want to deal with this and I mean like I will mention that that I have given serious consideration to how I can be some kind of advocate for young people when it comes to that but also not the traditional advocate in the way where I try to like baby them but kind of teach people some of the coping skills that I've learned because my thing was I don't care who's going to be there I need to get to Champagne's. I need to be around other comedians. And yeah, there will be a couple of comedians that don't like me. It turned out there was only one that doesn't necessarily like me. But outside of that, everybody else was cool. And I need to be around that. I need to be around other people who do what I do in that particular moment and just remember what it is. This is all about for me, which is about getting in my sets, which is about getting better at what I do. And that can happen at a place like Champagne's. Last night, there was a bit of audience there. And the comedians there, like I said, they're, they were cool. But the other thing that really sunk in for me, because I did get messages, people were offering to retaliate. And I was very clear with my friends, because like I told you guys, I'm a good friend. So my thing is, If one of my friends offers to do that kind of thing for me, I do take it as a sincere compliment and I do appreciate that they care about me so much that they would actually do that. But as a good friend, I feel like don't mess up your life. Don't do anything to this person because really the situation isn't worth it. And also, to be honest, I don't want to see anything bad happen to Gooch. Like that's not the way my brain works. I don't believe that other people have to have it shitty in order for me to do better. I just don't. And so I didn't want anything like that to happen to him. I mean, like, and yeah, it did get on my nerves or whatever. But like I told you guys, I'm very resilient. So as soon as that happened, I just immediately went to go because, you know, we had to deal with the police and all that stuff. So after the incident happened, then it was about time for me to go pick up Nick Guerra. And so I went to pick up Nick Guerra and we were going to dirty at 1230 he ended up getting a set so you know we ended up getting there a little bit early and i knew tricks was going to be the headliner because i followed the dirty at 1230 on instagram so i knew that tricks was going to be the headliner but i didn't care because again that's four months ago and yeah tricks might have tried to not might have tricks tried to take um my bit or parts of my bit and that's whatever it was but that was again four months ago and I have no feelings about that like yeah it happened I know it happened but I don't hold on to the anger about that I don't care about that there is no anger there to be held on to it is what it is it was what it was and so for me I'm just there to watch Nick do his set and hang out for a little bit at the Dirty at 1230. I hadn't been out for over a month, so it's not like, you know, I've been out and people, I've let people simmer or do whatever they wanted to do. Uh, Like, I would figure people would chill and just be kind of like I am about it, but apparently not. Because I get there, and at first I just say hi to Gabe and everything's cool. Like, you know, me and Nick are talking to Gabe. And like I said, he's the one that runs Dirty at 1230, and he also hosts it. And so then I go to sit down like a regular audience member and I sit down next to Shantae Zuniga, who shout out to Shantae just for being an awesome audience member everywhere she goes. And I consider her an actual friend. And, you know, like I sat down with her. And so, like, I'm not going to talk like you know I had let her know that you know like that situation had happened or whatever but it wasn't like a nasty way or like a you know fuck him or whatever like that kind of stuff it wasn't like that it was just like oh this just happened and it was kind of whatever you know and I was decompressing because you know there's the adrenaline that happens from all that stuff you know because having to deal with the police which was a nightmare for me because they were nice-ish after they really understood what was happening but like I said Gucci tried to lie which is not a respectable thing for me when it's like if you do something then just do it and be that person don't lie about it to the police and try to make it seem like i did something to egg you on or to try to encourage you or to antagonize you when that's not what happened if you're really the person that you're pretending to be if you're the person that's going to yell in a person's face and you're brave enough to do that then when the police get there just be that same guy and be like yeah i said it and i was mad and this is why i'm mad or whatever it is you want to tell the police but just come from an honest place don't try to turn it into that i did something because i didn't do anything but so i had that quick conversation with Shantae, and then um like i was asked by gabe and tina the couple that run the dirty at 12 30 if i would leave because the headliner tricks wasn't comfortable with me being there And I was just like not comfortable with me being here. How's that even a thing? Like I've been doing comedy forever and sometimes you perform with people you don't necessarily care for, comedians you don't necessarily care for being in the room. It's just not that big of a thing for me. I don't know why it is these people think that they're gonna make it so I can't move as freely as I wanna move throughout the comedy scene because if I wanna go somewhere, I'm just gonna go there. And if like, you know, Anybody were to have security come and talk to me or ask me to leave, then I guess I would have no choice but to leave at that point because I'm not going to jail over that and I'm not going to turn it into my thing. But at the same time, I'm not going to leave when I've done nothing wrong and I'm sitting down like an audience member and I wasn't there to make any trouble or anything like that. And, you know, it was this uncomfortable conversation where Tina was trying to tell me, like, well, we just don't want, you know, anybody to be uncomfortable. And I was like, well, there's no reason for anybody to be uncomfortable. In my thinking, there's 300 people here because there's usually a minimum of 300 people at the Dirty at 1230. It's the most popular show in Las Vegas or weekly comedy show in Las Vegas. So there's usually 300 people there. Why would you concentrate on me? Why would you concentrate on one? I don't matter if there's 300 people. You're there to perform for the audience. When there's comics I don't like in the audience and I'm headlining or I'm performing, I just kill it extra hard so nobody can talk shit later. That's the way I handle that. And so that's what I would expect Tricks to do too. Kill it. Make it happen. Just do your own material. But I'm not trying to be shady. I'm just saying, you know, but instead he was trying to really get me put out of there and you know it was ineffective because i hadn't done anything wrong so there would no be good no good reason for anybody to ask me to leave i mean like even now i don't think there would be a reason for anybody to ask me to leave because i'm not saying anything disparaging about the show i just didn't like the way that particular situation was handled Because my thinking was, because, you know, then Tina stressed for me, well, we just don't want any drama. And I'm like, well, I didn't come here to have any drama. There's not going to be any drama as far as my end goes. And she was like, well, I can't guarantee the other comics won't do anything that's going to cause drama. And I was like, okay, well, then I think you need to be having that conversation with the comics you think might start drama. Because if you run the most popular show in Las Vegas... And you tell any one of these comedians that's thinking about starting drama that if they start any kind of drama, they will be banned permanently from the Dirty at 1230. I guarantee you there's going to be no drama. Even if you had told the headliner that he doesn't want to get kicked out of the Dirty at 1230 or not be able to do the Dirty at 1230. So there's a very easy solution to this. And it's not me leaving. Like you perform around people you don't like. I'll give you an example of when I did that. Right after the Trix situation happened, when that was like right in the middle of that, um, I was headlining 18 Bin, which is a local spot, you know, a bar that's like downtown Las Vegas or right close to downtown Las Vegas. It's the Arts District. And I was headlining. Well, Trix was there because Liz Stone was performing on the show that I was headlining. So Trix was there. Um, Adam Dominguez, who, you know, I, like, I like, I, I, like, I'm so unassigned about these things. Like, yeah, I choose not to talk to these people, but I can't even honestly say that I don't like Adam Dominguez. It's just, I don't Fuck with him. That's all it is. You know, so for me, it's not a big deal that they're there. At no point did I ask the guy that runs that show or anybody to do with that venue to ask Trix to leave or to ask Adam to leave or anybody to leave. Like it doesn't matter to me that way. I don't care. You're in the room, you're in the room. You're going to behave like a professional. You're not going to start any shit. You're not going to start any drama. You're not going to heckle. Great then we have no problem. Why do I care what space you occupy? And, you know, when it comes to Gooch and tricks, both of them are trying to get me taken off shows or not allowed to be on shows, which to me is like you can try that if you want to. And when it's effective, I guess if you feel like you won, then pat yourself on the back but like for me that shouldn't be a thing either like I'm not trying to get either of them taken off any shows or make it so that they can't get booked on things like I don't even care when we have mutual friends like my thing with Ralph Tutella and the Adam Dominguez situation was Ralph was like trying to make me feel like I should in some way be friends with Adam and like I just like I heal on my own time I hang out with people on my own time relationships heal in an organic way for me you know as far as me and Adam's situation I don't feel there's anything for me to heal on as far as that goes but as far as when I decide to talk to him because I'm sure at some point we'll have some sort of relationship if he decides to stay in stand-up which isn't at all a dig just some people find other things to do I've told you guys in the past I had a friend that was very very funny and very good at stand-up and at a point he got tired of it and decided to become a chef and now he's a very successful chef I'm not sure what city he's living in these days because we lost contact but you know so when I say that it's not at all to be catty but it's just like if adam continues to be in stand-up i'm sure at some point that relationship will find its way back to being at least cordial and we'll end up talking so let that happen on its own i don't need anybody to come in and be like you know who you should talk to or you know who you should really give a chance i hate that and i don't care like i said who my friends hang out with if you guys haven't noticed i mentioned claire holly all the time I look at Claire Holly Like a little sister I really like that girl And I don't know why I just formed Such an attachment to her But you know I talk to her quite a bit and I really like her well obviously we follow each other on social media and since I pay attention to her stories her stuff comes up on my feed all the time and I've seen her having shots with Adam Dominguez I seen her hanging out with Adam Dominguez just like taking a picture you know like for her Instagram story or whatever and I don't like ever hit her up and like why are you hanging out with Adam Dominguez or you should be talking to that person I don't feel like her loyalty to her loyalty to me has to extend To who she does and doesn't talk to I trust her to be the friend That she's supposed to be and I trust that she's not Saying anything negative about me out there Or like you know being a Disloyal friend so why would I Not let her be the young fun person That she is and talk to or drink With or chill with whoever The fuck she wants to chill with Like I just don't understand when there's people trying to make it so other people can't hang out with me. But then there's a bigger part of me, and this is where I get centered again because – I don't let these things bother me because at the end of the day, I feel like the people that are strong-willed enough and smart enough and the people that actually deserve to be my friend wouldn't listen to that kind of talk anyway. So when it comes to certain people, like there's a guy, John Hilder, that runs the Dirty at 12, or excuse me, runs Hilarious 7, that's decided he's not having me on, my shows, on his shows anymore, which I, like, not only am good on his shows every time that I do them, but also people will come and pay to see me. So... If you want to cut off your nose to spite your face because you're trying to be loyal to people that don't really aren't going to do anything for you or haven't done anything for you, or maybe they do do something for you, and I don't know, but either way, it's not my thing because you're losing more than I am, you know, like you can decide not to have me on your show and that's fine. And I guess like a drawback for me would be one less place to do stage time or that I wouldn't make the 25 or $30. I don't remember what it is you paid. I told you guys I've got have a horrible memory. And when it comes to money like that, usually I just put it in my pocket and don't even think about what, you know what I mean? I pull it out when I'm at Smith's, which is the grocery store. If you guys aren't familiar. Um, but Yeah, so, I mean, like, I guess in that way, maybe it's uh, like I lost something, but I don't really see it that way, you know, because I'm more of something to lose. I'm an actual talented person, does very well on your show, and more importantly, actually has people that will buy tickets to see me, but... I mean like I was annoyed with that just because me and John Hilder had always had a good relationship and I'm not gonna say that I hate him because I don't hate him or that I'm like really mad at him but for me it's just a dumb move and it's immature and it's like okay well I guess if you're that in or that interested in pleasing people in a group way then I guess that's on you like I will tell you from uh, the people that have sent me messages of support and like the stuff that I posted or hit me up to say the things that they've said, which have been very nice. It is very talented people that are actually concerned with me. So when I look at like what's kind of encouraging the bullshit, which is the way that I would put it when it comes to that, because that's the only way to put it. It's like the marginally to... Not really talented are, you know, against me. And then talented people are for me. So why do I care what the marginally to not at all talented really think? Why would I concentrate on that when I've got great people that not only support me, but really support me and are like, I don't care who the fuck's around. Like, I hang out with you because I hang out with you. We're friends. So I'm not going to pretend like. I should care about the glass that is half empty. You know what I mean? Because the half full glass is ready for me to drink it. So the half empty one can stay where it's at and get stale or bugs can fall in it or whatever happens. And that's not like that's the other thing people forget is like. I have to be entertaining on my podcast. So I use words the way that I use them. Like Ralph, you know, got mad at a point because I used the expression that they had chopped his balls off and sent him on his way. And he took that as like such a like slight. But for me, it was just a funny way to put something, you know, like it was just a funny way to phrase something. I'm not mad at Ralph. And at the time I wasn't even mad at Ralph because things hadn't gone wrong in my opinion. Did I think and do I think that he like kind of squandered a good opportunity yeah I do and was it set in stone that I was going to change the name of the show at that point no that was something I talked to him about and so things get like twisted in the way that people will relay things and the way that people will say things that's why I wish more people would not only come on my podcast to tell their side but at the same time if you're going to tell it without me then at least tell the honest version of it and I'll be honest and cop too like if you say something that i forgot about or you just point out like your side is this or this is the way you felt then i'll acknowledge that and take that in and be like oh i had never thought about the fact that maybe you took this this particular way because standing at a different vantage point is always going to give you a different point of view so i'm not opposed to you know, taking in the fact that different people may have seen things a different way than I did and taken them a different way and thought I was being offensive or thought that I was maybe trying to edge them out at a time when I wasn't, I'm not opposed to that. I can only speak from my point of view when I'm un- unbothered because obviously this is just me talking. And if you can't tell, I talk kind of fast and go stream of consciousness and just let myself, you know, like say things the way that I say them, not only because. I feel like I don't want a lot of dead air, but at the same time, because I feel like then I just say things the way that I feel them. And it's not like a lot of me like thinking about it. And yeah, I am a comedian. So sometimes I will say things in funny expressions or in ways that are entertaining because I know that that's part of my job as putting out content. Like these are a minimum of usually an hour. I don't like to do any more than an hour. Sometimes I'll be a little under an hour, but you know, they stay right about the hour mark. So to listen to one person talk for an hour is a lot to ask of people. So the least I can do is be entertaining about it. Like some of my friends run podcasts and like, you know, like they'll either reference me or talk about me. And if they say something fun and it's like, you know, maybe a little bit bitchier, sounds a little bit like it could be bitchy or whatever. I don't think about that in the like, oh, they hurt my feelings sort of way. I think about it in the way like, you know, (laughs) it was funny. They thought about me. I got a shout out. Like, what's anybody going to say that's going to be so terrible towards me anyway, especially when it comes to my friends, you know, like I was mentioning that I don't think about things in terms of like who my friends hang out with either. Like, you know, Anthony Victorson, which ties in, in another way, like when it came to that situation with uh, like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's sister encouraging Gooch to do things that were going to be counterproductive to what he's trying to do. Like that episode was a good example of me doing that when you saw the The Anthony Victorson episode, because even though I could understand how Anthony Victorson would be upset about certain things that happen with his situation with Michael Robertson, at the same time, if you watch that episode, you notice that I keep reminding him, "Don't let it get you too upset again, or don't worry about it, and really shouldn't have been trying to fight at that time." And yeah, I was fun about it and stuff like that. Not only because entertainment purposes, but because I love Anthony and like you know I. I'm going to have fun with him like him and Claire. I don't know why they make my heart happy. And it's like, you know, um, I like maybe because I I genuinely feel that they like me. It's not about them, what they tell me, because, yeah, they're both, you know, we're friends. So, of course, we're great with each other. And like I've told you guys in the past, I won't have anybody around me at this point in my life that doesn't have the same energy I have as far as being like a a good friend like when you saw me laughing with claire and i'm gonna have her on again before she leaves in september but um when you saw me laughing with claire like that if my friends don't make me feel that way and they're not in any under any pressure to make me feel that way you know be or make me react that way cuz just because i'm not laughing the whole time doesn't mean i'm not feeling that way inside you know which is why i like anthony and claire because yeah we don't laugh like that the whole time we're hanging out with each other we'd be like idiots or whatever sometimes we are more serious sometimes we are talking about but like on the inside i very much feel that you know what i mean where i'm just like i said They make my heart happy, but like if you saw the way I dealt with Anthony on that situation like yeah I was fun and stuff like that But I was very clear with him about the fact that I didn't want him to get in any trouble I didn't want him to burn bridges for himself I didn't want him to not be able to do the stuff that he wanted to do in stand-up because I do know that he's talented And I do know that he actually has a future in stand-up if he chooses to take that path same with Claire And so when it comes to also not caring about, you know, who hangs out with who, like I've mentioned Ian Rainier before, who was one of the guys that I kind of got into it with. Well, I sent Ian Rainier because all of this, you know, I'm thankful for all the way that it went down is a part of what I'm trying to say in all this, Um, because like one of the things that happened was it occurred to me that I didn't go to Ian first Um, And there may be reasons behind that, you know, Um, but I didn't go to him first when I first heard that he had been saying maybe not the most positive things about me. Instead, I came to my podcast and I talked about it there. Um, And so I sent him an apology not too long ago and he didn't respond. And I don't feel any way about that. It's not like I said, I don't try to make people's feelings anything. You know what I mean? Like people are allowed to feel how they feel. So if he still doesn't like me or doesn't think that it's worth repairing or it's like anything he wants to talk about, I'm fine with that too. you know. But I feel like, as they say in the NAAA thinking, like my side of the road is clean because I went ahead and let him know that I didn't come to him first and for that I do apologize. And that is the way I feel about it. But um, Anthony Victorson recently went to work with, Ian and Ralph, you know, he's working doing the tour bus company, which I've heard people make really good money on that tour bus company. But um you know, Harrison Die also, they've got a new podcast called Boys and Toys and I like that podcast too. But um but anyway, um the I'll put one of their links to an episode right there um but yeah so they've got boys and toys and anyway so anthony goes to work with them and it's like i like you know a couple days later after he goes to work with them ian posts some pictures of you know him and anthony at the canyon because you know they do the grand canyon tours and stuff like that uh and the what it is what's it called the dam And so I, um, you know, I don't feel any way about that. It wasn't like I called Anthony up and like, I can't believe you're hanging out with Ian or whatever. Like, why would I care about that? like why would that be a thing one it's a way for him to make money and two just because i don't get along with somebody doesn't mean that you can't get along with them or hang out with them i don't feel like you're being a disloyal friend in any way by doing that but apparently some people feel that way about me so they want to make it so their friends or whoever they're hanging out with can like you know have some kind of thing against me or not want to be around me and i'm fine with that i mean like i really at this point don't really care what anybody's saying about anything all i know is i have a path and a mission and a way that i'm trying to get to somewhere and i transmutation transmutation is the word for what's happening with me and if you guys want to look that up and see how that plays out you know um but it's just like learning to take everything that's supposed to be you know bad and like turning it into a positive you know you don't like I don't want to sit in anything negative I just don't you know and I understand that certain people aren't going to like me for things that I said in the past or things that I've done in the past even though i haven't really done anything it's more about this salty ass mouth that i have but i understand that certain people are going to have certain feelings about that but at the same time that's not what i want to live in not only for myself like i forgive myself for things that i've said are things that I've done but then when it comes to other people too I don't want to have to hold on to that with them either I don't want to have to see them and be like oh I hate that person like yeah there are certain people that I choose not to hang out with it doesn't mean I actively hate them it doesn't mean I'm gonna let them change my mood when I see them it's like it is what it is and you can be who you are and you can live a happy fulfilled life and I hope that you do and that's not at all meant in a sarcastic or catty way but I will tell you that a lot of what these people are doing is creating negativity for themselves and getting reactions other than the ones that they want from their lives or from what it is they're trying to create. Because instead of being worried about lifting themselves up, they're worried about trying to take me down. And no matter what you do, you're not going to take me down because that also comes from the inside. Like, I'll tell you guys when all of that went down. Yeah, I'm resilient, and I went to the dirty at 12:30. Apparently, there were different people there that I was supposed to be worried about, and so I was asked to leave a different way than the way that I usually leave for my safety, which was the way that it was phrased to me. And I do appreciate the people that pointed that out or said because, like, it could have been a little bit of a snake pit on the other side, but at the same time, I'm not worried about anything. So it is what it is. But, you know, when I got home, like, yeah, there was a lot of like, wow, that was a weird night. And I didn't realize that all this was happening because I haven't been around, like I said, for like the last month, I haven't been going out or, you know, I go to the gym, I do that stuff. But I haven't been hanging out in the comedy scene, really, unless I'm booked or being paid somewhere. And so I hadn't realized that all these people were building up these feelings. And it's not even all these people. They try to make it seem like it's all these people, but it's really not. It's like a very small group of people that either way, it's what it is. There's a million people. There's billions of people in the world. I've been to China. I know how big the world is. So like, come on. Um, But yeah, I know there's certain people that don't like me, but I hadn't realized, you know what I mean, that like some of them are really festering. And so at the end of the night, I was like, wow, that was like a lot, you know what I mean? And a lot of like people... Letting, I mean, and uh, like also these people shouldn't let me like I shouldn't get under your skin like this. I'm 5'7". I weigh a 100 and maybe 35 pounds. I think I'm close to 132, 133 right now, which I'm kind of proud of. But, you know, I'm 5'7", 135 pounds. Like, how is it? You're all shook when I walk in a room. Like, how is it everybody's like, "Ah, we got to get him out of here. And you're like, what exactly do you guys think is going to happen? Like, I can't be around when you perform. How about you just be a comedian and do what it is you're supposed to do. And don't worry about me. I'm 5'7", 135, gay. Like, all of that should just completely not register for you if it's not your thing. And... But, you know, I guess at the end of the day, um, it is what it is. Uh, but what I was going to say is when I, when I when I came home and I thought about all that and, you know, the way it's been going or the way it went on that particular night, after the way it's been going and the way that I am happy with all the progress I've made and all the other aspects of my thinking and from the inside, like it hit me. And it's because of everything that I've been Learning and paying attention to it really did hit me that my peace has to come from within, especially on these days when there are other factors, or those days I should say, where there are other factors that are out of my control and other people's um, emotions that aren't within my control. Then that's where meditation comes in. So that's what I did. And yeah, it wasn't easy to meditate that night. Because there were so many like thoughts that wanted to jump in my head like remember when this happened or remember when they said this or remember this particular part of the conversation but you know, like I was um, You know, I remembered that I just this is the time that it's the most important for me to meditate So what I did was I just went ahead and I closed my eyes and I was in the dark just me and Bijou and i just really centered myself in that moment and let the peace from the inside come to the surface and that wiped away for that night at least um you know all the other stuff the kind of gunk that had built up from all that chaos and so um Yeah, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, my number hasn't changed. And I don't say that in a threatening way or a, like, tough guy way. I mean, if anybody, like, has anything that they want to say or they feel like I shit on their feelings in some way or, like, I owe them an apology, like, maybe I won't agree that I owe you an apology, but maybe I can word something in a way that does validate your feelings and let you know, or maybe I'll think you're right and I'll be like, I hadn't thought about it that way, and I guess from your perspective i do owe you an apology and for not making that more clear i at least owe you an apology for not saying that thing the way it was that i should have said it or the way that it was that i meant it because that's something i plan to do moving forward because um you know when it comes to las vegas and this is what i'll say to get myself out of here you know when it comes to las vegas i do want my influence to be positive and i did come here to help build the community and help make the comedy community better and if anybody were to look at it from an arbitrary perspective with even the comedians that i've convinced into living here or harassed into living here even if some of them don't choose to talk to me anymore um i've Already helped the game here that way. And then there's the help to the small businesses that I've helped out with. Um, There's just the in general being a good guy and a good comedian. And when it comes to advice, I give plenty of the newer comics that I see potential in the best advice that I can give them. And so overall, my influence has been good. And I do plan to help continue building this community. And that's something that nobody's going to stop me from doing. So if moving forward, I can find more tactful ways to say things to the people that I have things to say to or when I don't think that people are necessarily being the most helpful to what it is that I'm trying to do. And I don't mean like, you know, everybody has to go along with my program, not like that, but just like, you know. Some of the stuff that I've mentioned, you know, when people have messed up on the road or, you know, with me or like in their the way that they've communicated with me, like if I can find better and more tactful ways to get my points across to people, then that's what I would like to do moving forward rather than continue to have these somewhat toxic situations because my being and where I come from right now, not to sound cheesy, but isn't from a place of toxicity. And that's not what I want to put out there is being toxic. So like I said, everybody's free to have their feelings. And if people don't like me, then they don't like me. Or if people think I'm full of shit, then think I'm full of shit. I don't like that part. I'm not going to lie to you and say I'm going to make an effort to make you believe I'm this kind of person. You either believe it or you don't. I should show you better than I could tell you. Whatever you do, though, stay unbothered.